Ah, uh, don't touch that dial, because there's nothing else on. You might just as well listen to Blondie. Broadcast for the service men and women of the United Nations with Penny Singleton and Arthur Lake as Blondie and Dagwood Bumstead, respectively. Before we join the Bumsteads at Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Lenny Carn and his orchestra. Raise that curtain, Len. <laughs> Weekly visit with our neighbors, the Bumsteads on Shady Lane Avenue. Well, it's about two o'clock in the morning, and two dark figures skulk outside the Bumstead home. It's Dagwood and his boss, Mr. Dithers, sneaking home from a late poker game with the boys. Well, naturally, they're trying to be quiet as they share a warm reception from their wives. Oh, that's not. Well, Dagwood? Yeah? Here's your house. Yeah. We've got to get our story straight now before we go in to report to the, the capo. <laughs> yeah, what, what will it be, Mr. Dithers? Uh, uh, will it be sitting up with a sick friend? Oh, no. That story's no good unless you tell it while applying a little chloroform. Yeah. Besides, all our sick friends are well again, doggone it. Yes. It really broke my heart to see Fred Wilson get over his lumbago. Yeah. It was so handy. Yeah. I guess the sick friend gag is out, huh? Oh, yes. Hey, maybe we could say we were sitting up with a sick enemy. Bob's dead. Oh, no, no, no. That, that doesn't seem logical. Wait a minute. Huh? 
Harry Potter's dog is having pups. Yeah. We could say we were over there pacing the floor with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and putting ice bags on his head. And, uh, but somehow that doesn't seem very authentic. No, I guess not. What we need is a good, big, fat, juicy ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, better to see something that a woman will believe while uh, half asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Something short and sweet that we can mumble double talk. Yeah. Hey, well, why don't we just say we were working late right at the office? Dead work. Huh? That's a great idea. Yes, I Great. Huh? Now, remember, we've yeah. got to stick to our stories. Now, let's see. We were working late right at the office, found some drawings for the Acme Machine Tool and Die Company, and we were getting home late because we worked hard, knocking ourselves out. Yeah, tooling and dying all night. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So we can buy things for our darling wives. Uh. <laughs> well, if Blondie believes the story, give him my regards. Uh, Otherwise, don't mention it. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you in the morning at the office. I'll probably have my arm in a sling and my head to cough. Good night. Yeah, now. Now, let me let's see if I can sneak in. Oh, I hope I don't break Blondie up. See, I'll take my shoes off now. See, it's so dark I can't see my shoes. Yeah, I know what I'll do. I'll follow my legs down to the bottom. It's, ah, there they are. Make money to buy things for my little family. How late? Ten minutes? Uh, yeah. Oh, Blondie, I, I... Well, I'll, uh, I'll start all over. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting home. We worked in Mr. Gibbard's office on some plans for the Acme Tooling and Dying Company. I called Mr. Gibbard's private office phone several times tonight, and no one answered. Uh, you did, huh? Well, did you call... Yes, here I called there, too. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, perhaps we were over getting a cup of coffee at Joe's Delicatessen. Well, I called there, too, and they hadn't seen you, so perhaps you were. Uh, perhaps not. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, I guess we've eliminated working late at the office, haven't we? We sure have. Is that car coming in late, Mom? Yes, Alexander. Hello, Pop. Uh, hello, Alexander. Gee, where have you been so late? Pop's not sure, Alexander. He's just trying to decide. Yeah. Gosh, Pop, you ought to think about me. I need my screen. Yeah, well, I'm very sorry. You don't want to stop my growth, do you? No, 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 of course not. Apple's apple guilty, doesn't he, Mom? Yeah. He is guilty. Well, I hope I can get back to sleep. Yeah, I, I hope so, too, Alexander. So, uh, good night, and I'm sorry I disturbed you. Okay. Just don't let it happen again. Yeah, thanks very much. Good night, folks. Good night, Alexander. Good night, Blondie. Oh, wait a minute now. Now let's get back to the facts, dear. Must we? We must. Blondie, uh, you know Fred Wilkins' lumbago? Yes, it's all gone now. Why? Well, yeah, I just wondered if you knew. Ha, ha, ha. Go on, dear. Well, uh, Harry Potter's dog is having fun. Yes, Mrs. Potter was telling me they came early this evening. Yeah, that's very inconvenient of them. <laughs> 
Dagwood. Uh, yes, honey. About how long is it going to take you to make up your mind where you've been to? Uh, well, I'll tell you, Blondie, if you insist. Uh, do you insist? I do. Oh, you remember the other time when you said I do? We were both so nervous and I drank a whole pot of coffee before the ceremony. <laughs> my knees were banging together like cymbals. <laughs> yes, and I was afraid I'd trip on my white satin gown going up to the aisle and fall right on my face. Yeah. Uh, but where were you this evening? Yes. <laughs> Don't change the subject, Blondie. Now, Dagwood. Well, uh, uh, oh, well, Blondie, we heard they needed a couple of substitutes at the Travel Switch factory. They're, they're making those big parts for the big B-29 bombers, and so we volunteered. <laughs> you see, I didn't have time to call you. Well, dear, why didn't you say so? I didn't think you'd believe it. it uh, I mean, it, I don't know. It seemed sort of improbable. Oh, you poor darling. You must be tired. Yeah, I'm still a little nervous, too. Uh, maybe I'd better go down and call Mr. Giddish. I, I want to tip him off. Uh, I mean, I'd I have to find out if he, if, he, if he got home all right. Oh, no, dear. You were tired. Now, look, you need some rest. You better get right up to bed. Yeah, but uh, uh, you'll know how he made out in the morning. Uh, that might be too late, Blondie. No, probably Cora will tell me when I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, whoa. Um, what's the matter, Dad? Is something hurting you? My conscience. <laughs> I, I mean, I got a pain in the neck. Uh, but from working. You know, dear. Yeah. You poor dear. Now, look, darling, you should have told me right at the beginning you had volunteered to help out at the factory. Uh. Because, you see, when you tell a little kid, you have to tell a bigger one to cover it up. Yeah. And then you have to make up more stories to cover that up. And it gets worse and worse until the first thing you know, you're in a nervous spot. Oh, Blondie, you are so right. <laughs> Now, if I can just sit so quietly over to my bed. I might stand it up here. Woo, Julius, what drove you home? <laughs> oh, hello, Cora. Smile <laughs> when you say that. I am smiling. That's not a smile, that's a sickle grin. And get about the prayer unless you're planning to sleep there. What in the world are all these tin cans and this wrapping cord that set me? It's a little dirty trap I rigged up. <laughs> Looks as though I caught one in it, too. <laughs> Next time, why don't you hook it up with a landmine? That's a splendid suggestion. Hmm. That's the truth. I'll give you three minutes to think up another of your fairy stories. Dagwood and I were working late at the office. I called the office. Uh, 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 we didn't ask the phone. We didn't want to be disturbed. I went down to the office. You would. <laughs> and it was as empty as your head. Oh, Cora. Now, take it from there, Poochie. Don't call me Poochie. <laughs> well, what's your explanation now? Uh, well, you know that dog of Harry Potter? Oh, yes. Harry called up to offer us one of the parts. Why does he mind his own business? <laughs> and before I forget it, the Wilkins dropped in for a moment this evening. Threads all over his lumbago. Too bad he couldn't have had a relapse. 
You were going to sing just to catch you up so late, Julius. I was. Oh, I, I was. Well, uh, uh, I didn't want to tell you the real reason I'm so late. It's rather embarrassing. This had better be good. Or tomorrow morning, you're going to be on the critical list at the hospital. <laughs> well, it's about Dagwood. I, uh, don't want you to repeat this, Cora. It would hurt Bombay's feelings. Well, well, what is it, Julia? Oh, it wasn't anything so terrible. After all, he's still young and high spirited And the girl was a knockout. Girl? What happened? Well, I was standing there minding my own business. But Dagwood whistled at a brunette. She called a cop and Dagwood got arrested as a master. Oh, no! Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me all this time to persuade the police not to throw him in the jug. Oh. You can see why I didn't want to tell you this. Oh, yes, of course. Well, that was it. I did my good turn and came home. And this is the reception I get from my sweet, ever-loving ball and chain. <laughs> oh, Julius, I'm so sorry. Really and truly, I am. Well, that's life for you. You go out of your way to keep a friend home from being broken up, and your wife bites her ears up for it. <laughs> now, please don't say that, Julius. I didn't know. Of course, it would have been too much to ask you to trust you. You always think I'm lying or inventing a story. <laughs> You never give me credit for having a conscience. Oh, Julius, you're making me feel like a heel. Well, it's a heel, Chris. Put it on. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, I have been cruel to you. I have made you a good wife. I didn't mean you nagging. Set up my face. Go on. Go on. <laughs> So you're beginning to wonder too, huh? <laughs> well, in spite of all your faults, Cora, I love you. Oh, thank you for choosing me. Smile when you say that. Julius, <laughs> don't throw that back in my face. I feel bad enough as it is. Please, you forgive me. Well, <laughs> all right. Up, up there. I'm sleeping. Yes, you are. I'll try. Could I ask you a question, please? Maybe. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, Dagwood's name beyond the police ladder? Uh, uh, no, I think they'll put down some fictitious name. No. Oh, I'm seeing Blondie tomorrow. I don't know how I'll be able to face her knowing what I do. Poor Blondie. Poor Dagwood. <laughs> Oh, poor Blondie, your heart must be breaking. 
No, it's not breaking. You're so brave about it. Dad would be arrested as a masher. What? Oh, no. He just crystal at that room off. They'll be glad to see you. Both of you looking so bright and cheerful. Well, that's the trouble with us women. We hide our feelings. Tommy, are you going to stay mad or do I have to be mad enough for both of us? Oh, dear, I forgot. Okay, Carl, I'll get mad all over again. Goodbye, Mr. Lyle. Goodbye. Give my sympathies to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bob said. How did you make out with Blondie last night? Did you stick to your story? No, I was just stuck with it. 
Oh, Bumstead. How could you let me down like that? I'm sorry, Casey, but that alibi had more holes in it than a hunk of cooked cheese. Yeah, how did you make that, Mrs. Skidder? Did you stick to your story? Why, uh, uh no. Uh, oh, no. Now, that's all right, Mr. Gittes. It's a fine thing. Well, what did you finally tell Blondie? Well, I told her we substituted at the uh, Travis Switch factory. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. oh That's where Gloria works. Uh, what Gloria is that? You know, the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's Gloria. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to get on the ship with Gloria. Uh, just waiting list a mile long. Uh, my name's the Duff, of course. Naturally, naturally. And Cora will murder me. Yeah, how do you suppose you'll do it? With an axe? Huh? No. <laughs> That's too sudden. She's more likely to tie me up over an anthill. Oh, Bumstead, what an awful thing for you to tell Blondie. Yeah. Well, uh, what did you tell Cora, huh? Only that you whistled at a brunette and got arrested as a master. Oh, well, a little thing. I told her I spent last night talking a cop out of throwing you in the cab. Oh, Mr. Dennis. That's a thing for you, huh? Holy smoke, did you have to make it a brunette? Oh, my gosh. Now, how is Blondie going to feel when she hears? Oh, she'll probably be finally provoked. Provoked? You don't know Blondie. She's little and cute and sweet, and, but when she really gets mad, really mad, the safest thing to do is to dive into an air raid shelter. <laughs> I, I suppose Cora's told Blondie by now, huh? Yes. They are? Can't you stop them? Oh, all right, thank you. Oh, was that Blondie and Cora? Yes. Dimple said they charged through the outer office like the third armor division. Oh, that's a while there's life, there's hope. Come on, Dagwood. Run to your life. Do you suppose they saw us run out here and back and hide in this tool shed? I hope not. There's nothing here but a lot of old junk. Yeah, oh, shh. I think I hear them coming. You're sure they're in here, Blondie? Oh, yes. Look, the padlock is open and just hanging here. Well, we'll fix that. What did you leave the padlock unlocked for? You fathead. Oh, Mr. Gibbs, you unlocked it and, and left it there. Okay, I'm a fathead. Are you in there, you fool that pirate? Don't say anything. I wouldn't think I would. Well, I saw them going for us. Hmm. Blondie, this little shed doesn't look very valuable. Why don't you just cut the match to it? No, Cora. Thank goodness for Blondie. I'm afraid we're getting in one of those big trucks and crashing right through it like a tank. Oh. That's a wonderful idea. Oh, no, no, Blondie, we really shouldn't. Why well, not? Well, that would be pleasure driving. Uh-oh. Um, doesn't the Gibbys Company always have some dynamite around? Oh, yeah. I have a new Blondie with a blood surgery. Well, it's been a nice life. What the was of it? Blondie, I don't think we should hold perfectly good dynamite blowing up a lot of rubbish. Maybe we ought to think this over at a movie. Yes, and we can come back later if we happen to remember. Oh, come on, Blondie. All right, sir. Uh, goodbye, guys. And I do mean goodbye. Yes, goodbye. Quiet. There they go. We'll wait five minutes and cut our way out of here. Yes, Mr. Gilly. 
There's just one thing wrong with this tool shed. Well, what's that? There aren't any tools in it. Great shopping humanity. We're locked in here until they're good and ready to let us out. And that may be never. And never's a long, long time. as if you didn't know, we'll be back again in just a few moments. Right now, that man Lenny Kahn prepares to downbeat the orchestra for this sparkling selection. Well, sparkle, man.
I want to ask you the way I do today. But I guess you'll know what to do the next time you come home late at night. Yeah. Uh, tell the truth and, and divide the winnings with you. <laughs> yeah, but what if I lose? Just don't bother to come home. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Benny Singleton and Dagwood by Arthur Lake. The musical score is composed and conducted by William Ott. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. <laughs>